Welcome to K-Drama School. I'm your host, Grace Jung, and class is now in session. Saints, which is a Netflix original series. It is not a Korean broadcast or narrow cast show, so it's a Netflix original production and it can only exclusively be found on Netflix. It is written and directed by the filmmaker Yoon Jong-bin, and he's a very prolific filmmaker. Uh, this Netflix original series is, of course, in step with Netflix's attempt at coming up with another Squid Game kind of phenomenon. But I don't think this show will be making waves anywhere close to Squid Game, and I really doubt that there will be a season two. I can tell that this is Netflix's attempt at another Squid Game because they are giving a showrunner status to a Korean filmmaker who is uh, being encouraged, if not forced, to switch gears into a TV series. And I I can also tell because Yoon Jong-bin is a very prolific filmmaker. And a lot of his uh, movies have a, you know, they're star, star-studded films. And they also have a lot of violence. So Yoon Jong-bin, who has made a bunch of movies, like Berlin File is one that was, you know, kind of known more internationally uh, in the festival circuit, although I don't think the film itself did all that well in the international box office. The one film of his that is very popular is probably Nameless Gangster, which stars Choi Min-sik and Ha Jung-woo. Choi Min-sik you all know because he was in the film Old Boy by Park Chan-wook, and Ha Jung-woo you all know because he was in the film Chaser, which was written and directed by Na Hong-jin. Very scary film, but it's a very good film. And Ha Jung-woo, he's a very versatile actor. Like I've seen him in romantic comedies, playing like a goofier comedic role. I've seen him play a psychopath killer in The Chaser. I've seen him playing like more of like a, a dramatic role. Like he played like a poor immigrant in a Korean American production called Never Forever. And um, yeah, like I, I really admire how he's able to like transform and really commit to each of his roles uh, with such dedication. Um, he comes from a, uh, how do I say, an actor's background. So his father is Kim Yong-gun, who is South Korea's leading veteran actors, and he's been in film and TV production since the 1960s. We've seen uh, Kim Yong-gun in the show Lady and Dignity, okay? So yeah, like you've definitely seen him around. If you look him up, you'll, you'll recognize his face immediately. Yoon Jung-bin also worked with the actor Hwang Jung-min, and Hwang Jung-min is a very, very well-known actor. So, like, you've seen him in The Veteran. He's probably, you know, most well-known in international circuits through that film Veteran, and he's been in countless movies. What's interesting about this show is that it's starring movie stars, okay? So, like, Hwang Jung-min and Ha Jung-woo, they're movie stars. It's similar to how in Squid Game, you have like a bunch of movie stars playing in a, a TV 
a TV gig, but these guys are film stars, major film stars, but big box office number kinds of movie stars and they're in a TV show, right? Uh, so that was interesting to see. I think Narco Saints is attempting at trying to be like a drug cartel TV show, but it was a little awkward because South Korea is not known for drug cartels, right? Like that's not what they're known for. The show, which is based on a true story, uh, it's a very weird and interesting true story. I really doubt that the stakes were as high as it is in the true story. I'm sure there were a lot of things that were dramatized um, to raise the stakes and make it more of an entertainment kind of thing. But South Korea is not very well versed when it comes to drugs and drug cartels and drug lords. So it was a little strange in comparison to other drug cartel TV shows. I think this is on the tamer side. I think this show was also trying to lean into some deeper and bigger topics like how the uh, main character's father was a mercenary soldier who served in the Vietnam War. But like even though that's a massive thing, like they didn't really dig deep enough for that, right? So it's attempting at a depth, but it's unfortunately like just a very shallow kind of TV show. Um, you have a very familiar face in this show. You have Park Hesu, who you've all seen in the show Squid Game. And I really enjoyed Park Hesu's role on this show because he's playing an NIS officer who also has to play like this undercover person, like impersonating a drug person. And watching that transformation was really fascinating. Like he reminded me a lot of Carrie in Homeland. So I think it's taking some influence from these other spy um, genre TV shows that you find in the United States. This show has a whole bit about the church drugging uh, beverages and giving it to their church people, making people hallucinate and um, really turn into this religious cult member. But my question is why cocaine? Like. Um, like I've done coke in my life and it does not induce hallucinations. That's not what cocaine is used for. Like cocaine can induce psychosis if you do a lot of it and it can induce mania, uh, but it's not like, it's not, it's not like a convincing drug in that way, you know, to manipulate people. Like it just makes you really hyper and annoying. That's what cocaine does. Um, it's nothing like meth like how the pastor, how Pastor Jun was using meth to gain a cult religious following, like that made sense because meth is highly addictive and it does that, but like cocaine doesn't have that kind of power. So anyway, that was like weird and arbitrary and I felt like that was misguided perhaps. It was, it was like, uh, miswritten. It just didn't seem accurate. It wasn't hitting the nail on the head is my point. And they didn't explore it deep enough. I was just like, what? whatever happened with all of that? There was no explanation for why those women and those kids were, you know, kept in that area. Like there was no explanation for why they were being so strict and cruel. It was just like weird and bizarre and they never explored it any further. So that was, that was strange for me. I've seen Korean TV shows like Save Me right, which stars Hoyeji, and that show does use hallucinogens as a drug to 
um, gather people into these like Christian religious cult figures. Like that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, why cocaine? It just doesn't add up. This whole drug and Christian cult business, um, I think it's sort of pointing to a phenomenon that happened in the 60s in, in Korea. So you have this guy named Reverend Moon, a very controversial Christian figure, a cult leader who was active in the 60s. Um, he was controversial for a number of reasons. Like for instance, it, with his second marriage, he married a 17 year old girl when he was 40 years old. Okay, so that's fucking gross and weird. He would uh, do these mass wedding ceremonies where he would um, wed couples between 30,000 to 300,000, right? Like all of it under the name of Christianity and under his influence, like it was for his church, right? Like that was very common in the 60s and 70s. So this isn't surprising to me, uh, but I'm sure people did question why so many people turned to this figure during this period. Like why did they turn to him as a savior during this phase? Um, and I'm pretty sure one or two people questioned whether or not drugs were involved in the whole process. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't know the, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of it personally, but um, yeah, that, that is a valid question. The film, The Drug King, uh, which I believe is currently on Netflix, but you could find it, it's floating around somewhere. That's a pretty good crash course on the whole meth crisis that South Korea dealt with in the 70s into the 80s. So yeah, check out that movie. It's pretty educational in a lot of ways. Uh, so anyway, I felt like this show, Suriname or Narco Saints, I felt like it was a very disjointed kind of show. Like the violence was fitting, but it felt gratuitous, you know? And for me, Squid Game was entertaining because the violence, while it was gratuitous, it at least had a very fascinating context within the context of games. And the whole show was this massive meta theorization and critique of capitalist societies and nostalgia and this and that, right? Like it, the whole thing was, um, it had depth for me. Like it was like intellectually uh, deep. Whereas this show, it has drug guard drug cartels, gangs. So violence is a given, like it's not surprising to me. So in that realm, it felt boring to me. Like I've seen all of this before. I've seen all the Al Pacino movies. Why do I have to see this? Like this is on the tamer side. Um, with all that said, I was very impressed by Hwang Jung-min and Ha Jung-woo's English speaking ability. Like they used a lot of English on this show. I would say like maybe uh, two thirds, if not one third of the show, like it would, there was a lot of English use. And even though these actors are trained professionals in South Korea, uh, their English was fantastic. And it, what it like being good at English, like being good in two languages is one thing, but being able to act in that language is a whole nother level. And I've seen plenty of South Korean actors try and execute lines in the English language and butcher it. Like their acting looks horrible, you know? But these guys, they felt, they seemed very well integrated into the fabric of, of this kind of storytelling. And their uh, English language to me didn't come off awkward at all. They were all really great. So I say good on them, you know, like that was, um, very surprisingly and pleasantly uh, wonderful for me to see. So um, I appreciated that aspect in that in this show. And I think we can continue to expect more and more English lines in Korean dramas 
that have international financing. So yeah, I see more of that coming. I do not have a guest today, but I am going to ask my buddy Marissa Lamas a few flashcard questions based on this show. And we recorded this right outside of the Hollywood Improv after I finished my headlining spot for the first time ever in the lab. And that went great. That was really fantastic. I was so glad that so many friends came out to support me. And it was a great time. Uh, so uh, please excuse the noise. Um, please excuse the fact that Marissa had three drinks before <laughs> we recorded this. But, you know, she's she's so great with improv. And I thought she did a fantastic job. So let's enjoy our flashcard series with Marissa Lamas. So let's say you're like a middle-aged Korean man. You have two young kids and you have a wife yeah. and you work at like a karaoke bar. People like hit you and like people treat you like shit. Oh my God, you it's know? so humiliating. Why do they always do that in K-drama? It sucks, okay? okay? You hate your job, but then- I hate you're, my job, I hate my life. You hate your life. Yeah. Well, you don't hate your life. You love do your I wife. Do I love my and, wife? You love your wife okay. and kids. My kids are cool? Yes. Okay. <laughs> They're obedient. They're good kids. Okay. Really good kids. Okay. Couldn't ask for any better kids. Okay. Okay. But it's like you—you're barely making ends meet. Do I have two sons? You have a son and a daughter. Oh my god, I love them both. That's both great. under ten. Okay? okay. So young kids, and uh, you're just barely making ends meet. But your old friend from childhood, from high school, he says if you and him move to Suriname in South America, you guys can find this fish called skate. You know who? Oh, I love skate. I love skate. Okay, so Koreans eat skate like fermented skate fish. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. nasty, but like MDK noodles. I love skate. You love skate. <laughs> I love skate. It's so good. Oh my gosh. But if it's gone, if it's wrong, it's like kind of tastes like bubble gum, and I don't. Or like, like that. ammonia. You know, it's got like an ammonia. Oh, does ammonia taste like bubble gum? I don't know. It tastes like ammonia. Okay, anyway, okay, okay. so it's like a skate deal in Suriname, and he says if you guys go to Suriname, you guys can get all the skate that they don't eat down in South America and bring it to Korea and sell it for a big buck. Are you sure Suriname is in South America? It's in South America. Okay, because it sounds like it might be like Indonesia. I know. Okay, I, I okay, thought, okay. I thought the same. But it's, okay. it's in South America. But then your wife is like, no. Like, how could a father leave the kids? But it's like, you hate this karaoke thing, all right? And the last year is like, one of the karaoke, the cops at this karaoke bar, he spent like a thousand dollars that night and he was just like, I don't like your bitches here. They don't pour drinks well. I'm not paying for anything. And he just like had it up to here. What do you do? Okay, first of all, there's two types of Korean dads on K-dramas. There's like the like happy-go-lucky ones and then there's like the steely, like gritting their cheese ones. Which one am I? You're kind of in between. I go to Suriname. You go to Suriname? I go to Suriname. Yeah. And you don't hear from me for at least three, four, five episodes. Okay. Sorry, I'm like too aware of like the K-drama process. All right. So I, I go to Suriname. But you are the protagonist. Yeah, because I, oh, I'm the protagonist. Yeah, but like sure. filming in Suriname is probably way How many cheaper. drinks has she had? <laughs> She's three. <laughs> She sounds about three. I'm three. I'm three deep. All right, all right, all right. So, okay, you go. All right. I go to Suriname. Yeah. Because it's cheap to film in Suriname. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. All right, next question. Okay. You're in Suriname. You've got the skate business. It's going good. Yeah. Suddenly. Do I catch the skate myself or do I just hire local Like, guys? local fishermen just bring it to you? All you okay. have to do is ship it to you. I just, I just dry it and ship it. Okay, okay. 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 
the army, Suriname army, the general shows up and he's like, if you're gonna do business on my turf, you have to pay me $2,000 every month. Oh my God. On top of that, a Chinese gangster with his gang mob shows up and says, you need to pay me $5,000 every month if you're gonna work. So what is that, like 50% of my take? Something like more. What do you do? Am I hot? <laughs> like, am I like? No, you're 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 a middle-aged dad. Do I do taekwondo? No. Is that my backstory? Actually, you're a good fighter, but you don't do taekwondo. No. Okay, so I I'm not sure I can beat the Chinese guy just out of racial politics. The guy from Suriname, I'm like I'm not familiar, but I do know that they know ground tactics, and I'm like okay, I know some ground tactics. So I take what I have, which is probably like 30%, which will like break even, and I go back to Korea because I miss my family. Oh, so you just give up the business and fold it. Well, it's not folding if I'm breaking even. Okay. I don't have to fight. I and just... you don't come back to Suriname ever again? No, why would I go back there? Okay, so you give up basically. I, I might even leave my friend for drama. Wow. For drama, because okay. I love my family more than All my right. friends, so you guys. So you like drama, like, what do you think of this? Okay. Okay. You're in Suriname, you meet a Korean minister. Uh-oh. And he- Am I bored again? I'm not American. If I was no, American, I would definitely become Christian. Oh my gosh. Three drinks. Okay. <laughs> right. So real. She- So- you're, you're, the, you're still the dad, you're still the same protagonist, okay? Okay, I still you, you got all these problems now. You meet a Korean minister who says, I will take care of all of this for you. And then he talks to the Chinese- If I what? No, nothing. He, he's, like, he's just like- I don't have he, to believe in God? He's just, he's just like, I'm a reverend and I help my flock and this is what I'm gonna do. So he goes and talks to the Chinese guy and the Chinese guy backs off. Okay? okay. But- Wait, the, the minister goes all the way to Suriname? He's already in Suriname. Oh, okay. okay They're okay. all in Suriname. I'm still in Suriname. You're still there. Okay. Yeah, you're like, what do I do? That's where you're at. And then the minister takes care of everything. Now, you ship your first shipment of skate fish to Korea, but they stop at some port, and at that port, all of it is like full of cocaine. And they're like, you're busted, like, this is bullshit. Like, you're not a coke dealer. You, there's no, I'm not. Cocaine filled inside the skate stomach. And I'm not, like, but for some reason I'm like, smiling. And you're like, what is going on? It yeah. turns out that minister is that area's drug lord. And he's the one who did it. And he fucked your skate business up. What do you do? Dude, I'm done. I pretend to be a skate. I like dry myself. I put myself in a like little gray costume and I like hide in one of the like boxes and I'm like, I'm a skate. If anyone asks, I'm a skate. And then I get shipped back to Korea and then I wait, I wait, I'm smart. I wait like two weeks before hitting my family because they, of course they're like, yo, you know, like your dad's missing, where is he? And they're like checking in and they're like, he should have arrived by now because that boat arrived. And I'm like, no, I'm just gonna chill. I'm gonna like eat my ramen. I do my thing and then like two three weeks later maybe even a year if i'm hardcore oh i wait a year and then secretly in the middle of the night i show up and of course i wait for my like my daughter who's like coming of age going through her own shit i knock on her window she's like ah what the fuck and i'm like father and then i come in and i'm like listen i pretended to be a skate she's like why are you dressed like that i'm like don't i look like a skate <laughs> she's like you know what you do look like a skate i was like i told you i 
raised you well. I look like a skate. And she's like, you do. And then I'm like, come on home to Papa. And we hug. And then she's like, okay, they're still looking for you. So I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I like hide in our secret back stock of kimchi. I hide there There's in more. a clay pot. I hide there in a clay pot because I'm getting good at this, right? Like, There's a I'm lot like, of hiding. Yeah. There's a lot of hiding. So I hide in the clay pot. Maybe, I don't know how long does it take kimchi to ferment. I take a few months in the kimchi pot. By then, they've moved on to the cocaine. They found the Christian dealer who's like fucking splitting this cocaine. Cause I've also told my daughter, like, yo, there was more than skate on that boat. It was also cocaine. And she like slips it to the hot cop that she's dating, who wants to get his first big bust. She busts them, gets it, and then finally I emerge dressed as skate from the kimchi jar. I come out and I'm like, guys, I didn't do any of this. All I wanted to do was pay off my family's debt. Can I please go back to the karaoke bar? I'd rather be treated like shit than pretend to be a skate in a kimchi jar hiding from the Coke dealer. Good God. Yeah. You know, every time I do this with you, you have like the longest. Uh, I could write this stuff. Yeah. yeah. When She's are they going to hire me? Listen, like SBS, SBS. I'm looking for a job. <laughs> you know? Okay. Let's yeah. say, okay. let's say that the minister guy, he shoots and kills your best friend. Alright, your best friend's dead. He has a daughter Dude, and wife Dude, this minister's fucked up! He's messed up. Oh my god, tell me he shot him with like, like an old revolver. We don't know, he's been shot and killed. Okay. He's been shot and killed. The minister, he's a drug lord, he's got machine guns and shit, you know? They don't do revolvers. Okay, he's dead. Now, you're in prison. Okay, you're in prison in Suriname, and like the Korean diplomats, they're like, we can't help you. But somebody does show up. A Korean man shows up and he says, I work for the NIS and I want to bust this minister guy. I've been trying to bust him for years and I need you to help me to get in and be my mole and we need to bust him together. First of all, he serves me walnut tea. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> he's like trying to get on my good side. And I was like, oh my god, I haven't had walnut tea. I haven't had this walnut pastry since I was in Korea. Yeah. Dude, it comes in like a nice little box. He's like, I know, I it's imported a it from tree. Korea. Yes. Beautiful. All right. Now, what do you? How do you respond to this NIS officer? Do you do this? I look him. <laughs> I clock him. I'm dead in the eyes. And I'm like, all right, do I trust this guy? Yeah. And I realize whether or not I trust this guy, he's my only option. So I decide to play cool. I say yes. I play his game at least while I figure out what his game is because anything's better than being prison in Cerno. It's true. And, and then you, you help him? I help him to the extent that it helps me because all I want is to see my little girl who's 16 and probably trying to date some chibble who doesn't deserve her beautiful, hard-working, blue-collar ass. My son's doing fine. He's great. He's great. Yeah. My wife? Fine. Not like, aging a day. She looks great. She, she probably works in a spa. Yeah. She probably does facials and yeah. keeps it tight. Yeah. She's looking great. I just I just gotta worry about looking the chain coming after my daughter. You're a little kid, yeah. Thank you, Marissa. I know that was a long explanation, but SBS, again, I need a job.